That was uh, an amazing song uh, to try to get up and preach after. Um, I'm going to try anyway. Uh, but what a, what, a, what a powerful statement. Behold our God. So, so much rich imagery in there that reminds us of the Psalms and what the Psalms call us to, a deep praise no matter what's going on in life. A beautiful, beautiful song. Thank you, DJ and the praise team, for leading us in that. And thank you for joining your voices uh, in that this morning. Um, as I said earlier, my name is Jason, and I'm the spiritual formation minister here. Our preaching minister, Corey, is on vacation with his family, well-earned uh, vacation there. So last week, DJ Bulls, our worship minister, filled in preaching and did a fantastic job. Thank you, DJ, for your uh, for your words there. Uh, I'll preach this week, and then next week, Corey will be back to finish up this series that, that we've been in called Just Ask. Now, this series is about a lot of stuff, uh, several things that, that, that come to mind. First, it's about the Psalms. I think it even says it. Yeah, learning more about prayer from the Psalms. Every week, we've chosen a different Psalm that we've, uh, that, that we've explored together. Um, the Psalms being this, this collection of poetry and songs in the Bible that God's people have used forever and ever and ever uh, to talk about life, to talk about God, and how those things intertwine. This series has also been about prayer, because many of the Psalms are prayers. So we've, we've learned from that what it means to talk to and about God uh, within the context of, of the Psalms. But, but most specifically... We're talking about the questions, the questions that get asked when we spend time in the presence of God. And if you go through the Psalms, chock full of questions. It wasn't hard for us to find a list of these to explore together, right? There's a bunch of them in there. And there's some of the deepest, most meaningful questions about life and what life is all about. Those get asked in the, in the words of the Psalms. And so we've kind of been borrowing some of those, have been talking about what they mean for our lives, questions about what do we do with suffering? What do we do when things don't go the way we planned them? What does it look like to call out to God in the midst of that? How do we praise God? We talked a lot about worship last week. I hope you're here to, to hear that. E- each of these questions leads us in kind of a different direction in the life of faith. And so this week, we're going to be uh, dealing with a question that comes straight out of Psalm 121. So if you have a Bible, if you have your phone, uh, open that up. Psalm 121, verse 1, right off the bat, the question is there. I lift my eyes to the mountains. Where does my help come from? That's the question. Where does my help come from? Now, my mind, when I hear this, immediately goes to somebody who's in deep desperation. Arms lifted, eyes up, the bottom of the pit, rock bottom as we call it, calling out to God or calling out to anybody, who's going to help me? And that very well could be the context of that question, but I'm not so sure that here in Psalm 121 that that's what this is about. And that is a question that we ask in times of that, uh, like that, where we're, where we're at the bottom of the pit, but I also think this is the kind of question, this 
How, uh, where does my help come from? This is a question that is more universal and more common than we even know. In fact, I'll, I'll go this far. I'll say, I believe that every day, everybody in this room asks and answers this question, whether you know it or not. You've already asked and answered this question multiple times today. Because this question is really about trust, right? Where does my help come from? Who can I trust to help me through life, through the things that I'm going through? And every day, no matter what we do, every decision we make, we're making decisions about who we trust, what we trust, what we put our faith in. Whether it's uh, how you spend your time or your resources, whether it's who you surround yourself with, where you go, what you do, the things we do uh, tell the people around us who our trust is in, who we look to, uh, who we look to for help in life. I think this is one of those one of those questions we ask a lot. But we're in church, it's Sunday morning, we're surrounded you know, primarily by people who are believers. The answer to this is easy. This is, please give me easy stuff for 100, Alex. This is the bottom of the barrel easy. The answer to where does my help come from on Sunday morning in church is maybe not as easy as I thought, <laughs> right? Well, see, it's God, isn't it? That's the answer we're supposed to give here. This is a no-brainer. The answer to this question in Psalms 121 is right there with us and, and, and agrees. So you have verse 1. I lift my eyes to the mountains. Where does my help come from? Right back behind it, verse 2. My help comes from the Lord, the maker of heaven and earth. There it is. That's the psalm. Sermon done. Let's go to lunch. It's that easy. Where does my help come from? It comes from the Lord. Okay. Hold on a minute. We know that that's the answer we're supposed to give, but how do you feel about that? How do you feel about that in your own life? Is that really the answer that you give on a daily basis to this question? of who you put your trust in, what you put your trust in. I'm not sure it's as easy as that. Because we have lots of options to answer that question with. Lots of them. There's lots of things we can put in that blank after where does my help come from, right? I mean, something as simple as our paycheck, our job, our family, our friends, our government, our church. But I think, I think there's, one, there's one answer that's even more tempting than, than all those. There's one that like most of us are kind of tempted to answer this one with, right? I know I used, I've used this video clip before here, um, but it's, it so perfectly illustrates this, of how we fill in this blank sometime. Where does my help come from. This is, uh, this is a scene from a movie called Shenandoah. It came out, I believe, in 1964, starring Jimmy Stewart 
as the father, uh, the head of a farming family who gets caught up in the Civil War. And as we're introduced to his character, he leads a prayer at the family table in which he really tips his hand about how he answers this question. Let's hear it. Lord, we cleared this land. We plowed it, sowed it, and harvested. We cooked the harvest. It wouldn't be here. We wouldn't be eating it if we hadn't done it all ourselves. We worked dog bone hard for every crumb and morsel, but we thank you just the same anyway, Lord, for this food we're about to eat. Amen. Where does my help come from? It comes from me. That's where. If there's a problem, if there's something that I've got to get through, I'm the one who's going to get through it. I've been burned by too many people. I've put my trust in people and, and things, and those things have let me down. So I've learned what the right answer is, and that answer is me. I've got the talent. I've got the, the understanding to fix my own problems myself. So I'm going to take care of me and mine. Right? This is the most tempting answer for us. To answer this question with, I put my faith in me. And I think we do that sometimes, whether we know it or not. And honestly, the answer kind of works for a while. You can get pretty far. You can get pretty far trying to take care of your own problems and do your own thing. You can go a ways. But all of us, invariably, are going to hit a place where we find out that we're not enough. That we can't handle everything that comes. We can't handle every piece of life. That's the thing about every answer we may give to where does my help come from, even though we keep doing it, all of these answers including, and maybe most importantly, ourselves, fail us. Somewhere along the way, we realize, you know what? Those things can't handle everything that I'm putting on them. They have betrayed me. They have let me down. They have disappointed me. And it's right in the midst of that failure where all those things fail that Psalm 121 comes in boldly and says, yep, that's right. Our trust has to be in the Lord, the maker of heaven and earth, the one who made all those other things you've put your trust in. Psalm 121 comes in and just, and just claims it loud. So what does that mean? What does it mean to, to, to put our trust in God? Like, what is the psalm trying to say about that? So maybe a little background on the psalm is needed, okay? Um, in your Bible or in your, on your app, you may have a little subtitle with Psalm 121. How many have a little thing that says, a psalm of ascent, A-S-C-E-N-T, right? A psalm of, of going up. Now, this isn't a collection of psalms that starts right before it. This little chunk of psalms right here that are called the book of the Psalms of Ascent. And more than likely, these were songs and poetry that were connected to taking a pilgrimage to Jerusalem, to the temple, to worship. 
Or maybe at times when they were really far, when they were in exile, dreaming about taking that pilgrimage, right? This was, this was uh, a used as a blessing, a song about a literal journey. So the first voice you hear, these first two verses, where does my help come from? It comes from the Lord. That's one voice, and that's probably the voice of the traveler, the person who's going on a journey. And then the next six verses of this psalm very likely are another voice. Maybe it's a priest. Maybe it's a family member, somebody else that's trusted who comes in and affirms this answer and says yes and talks about God and why you can have trust in God. So you have the, the, the kind of the question and answer right at the beginning, and then another voice that comes in and, and talks about how God is going to keep this person on their journey. A literal journey. Um, so since this was used for, for pilgrimages and trips like that, we thought, wouldn't it be interesting today to not just read this passage uh, but to use it, to use it the way it's been used by God's people for many, many years. And it just so happens that next Sunday, before we meet here, we have two groups that are going out uh, on trips, mission trips, out of, out of this place. We have one group, uh, some people from our church are joining with a, a larger group and going over to Honduras uh, to work with Reach Out Honduras. They'll be there for how many days? Seven days uh, working. At, we send about two trips a year of people from here that go on that. Uh, we're really excited about that group. We also have a group of teens and chaperones that are going to Houston uh, to work with the Impact Church of Christ there to help their VBS and to love on the kids down there in, in Houston, a ministry that's uh, near and dear to my heart. I worked there when I was uh, in college and, and loved that place down there. Um, so we have a group going to Houston and a group going to Honduras. And we thought, man, we got two groups. Why not use this psalm to bless them? Right? So I'm going to invite anybody that's going on those trips. I'm going to invite elders and their wives, staff, anybody that wants to join around them. If you would join me right up here, right up front. I know we got a lot traveling, a lot out. We want to, we want to gather around this group. <clears throat> right up here. Let's take this spot right here in the middle. And what I'd like for us to do, uh, congregation, would you stand? Would you stand with me? I'm going to ask you to join with me in saying the first two verses of this psalm. And then I'm going to say the rest of the psalm, read the rest of the psalm as a blessing to these, these folks who are traveling. And then we'll end that time uh, in a prayer. Um, would, you, uh, would, you pray, uh, would you pray with me? I lift my eyes to the mountains. Where does my help come from? My help comes from the Lord, the maker of heaven and earth. And the rest of that psalm says, he will not let your foot slip. He who watches over you will not slumber. Indeed, he who watches over Israel will not slumber nor sleep. The Lord watches over you. The Lord is your shade at your right hand. The sun will not harm you by day, nor the moon by night. 
The Lord will keep you from all harm. He will watch over your life. The Lord will watch over your coming and your going, both now and forevermore. Father, we pray that you would bless uh, each and every one of these people who are going off to serve you, that uh, to be the hands and feet of your Son, that your Spirit would be at work in them and in the people they come into contact with, that the, the things they see uh, and do there can only be attributed to you. We thank you for your Son. It's in his precious and holy name we pray. Amen. Thank you all. Have a seat. You can sit down. That's Psalm 121. It's a blessing for a literal journey. The kind of trip that these people are going to go on, right? Um, That's kind of fun (laughs) to use it in that way. Uh, This is a blessing, more so than it is a prayer. But aren't all blessings prayers? They, they, have that, uh, they have that idea in them. We'll talk a little more about that in a minute. Uh, this, is, this is a pretty literal psalm here, but there's another way to use this, a way that this psalm has been used throughout the years to talk about another kind of journey, a metaphorical journey, right? The journey of life. That we can use this um, this idea of God protecting and guarding and keeping us, not only just on, on, on tr- in travel, but as we go through our, our lives, um, that he will do the same. Now, I want to park here for just a second. Here's the reason. <clears throat> we use that image a lot, that life is a journey, right? That's a big thing for us. Um, music, movies, uh, books, you, you, uh, pictures that are painted, uh, the way we talk, we talk about moving through life as a journey. But I'm going to call us out a little bit on this. Because we might give some lip service to that idea that life is a journey. But I'll be honest, and this is in my own life as well, I I think there's a pretty heavy temptation for us to uh, not really move through life, but to stay in the same spot. To kind of plant our roots, to plant our feet, to work towards stability, to obtain and protect what's ours. Whether that's an identity or, or value uh, or skills or family or friends or stuff. And we kind of create our own domain and we stay still. And we do whatever we can journey through life, to move through life. But I'm afraid there are times when we value, uh, we put more value on, um, on staying put. I'm preaching to myself a little bit here too. On staying put than following God in the journey. I think sometimes we put more value on safety than we do on the risk implied in the journey that one, Psalm 121 talks about. I think sometimes we put more focus on uh, comfort, safety, than we do on the risk implied in the journey that one, Psalm 121 talks about. I think sometimes we put more focus on uh, comfort than we do on the growth that happens when we go through the harder things in life. 
And so we end up trying to, to kind of build our own domain, build a place where we're safe and comfortable. We even have a word for it, comfort zone. And we, we build that thing and we kind of stay there. And I think that's kind of an impediment for us to really hear the words of Psalm 121. We've got to kind of cross that gap a little bit. We've got to uh, recognize that that's, that's something that we do, that we're tempted to do. And then hear these words for what they are. This beautiful promise that there is a life that is more fulfilling than that. A life lived on the journey with God. Where he protects you and cares for you and watches you and keeps you. There's a promise of that here in Psalm 121 that we can't miss. The question is, do we have faith to step out onto that journey? Or are we kind of standing still? And so I think that this psalm is this kind of great uh, uh, reminder, right? It's this beautiful reminder that, that we do and we can trust God and that that's true no matter what stage of life we're in, no matter where we are on the journey. So I, I read a story about a, um, a young Jewish couple who welcomed their, their oldest daughter into the world by decorating the hospital room where she was going to be born um, with the words of Psalm 121, printed out on regular sheets of paper, taped onto the wall quickly as a blessing over that moment and that baby. He will not let your foot slip. Uh, the, there's a father who gathers his, uh, his family together before every trip, much to the chagrin of his kids, and has them, quote, recite this Psalm 121 together. Not just about that trip, right? It's about more than that. To put it, to as a family declare their trust in God. Or, or the woman sitting beside the uh, the bed of her father as he uh, breathed his last. And in his last moments, she heard him whispering through his struggling breath. And so she leaned in to hear what he was saying, if what he was saying made any sense at all, if he was talking to her or talking to someone else. And it took her a few seconds to realize that he was quoting Scripture. And a few seconds past that for her to recognize it as a passage she'd heard him say many times before, the words of Psalm 121. And in the last moments of life, his faith and his trust, his help came from the Lord. Right? I've asked my daughters to help me out. Uh, Lindley and Kendall, would y'all come up? Um, I've been thinking about this psalm a lot and thinking about them As we did it. Craig, can you hand me that mic? Y'all hop up there. Oh, that one. Yeah, that worked. Um, so we, we talked about them helping me read scripture today. And uh, these are my daughters. This is Lindley. Lindley's 10. She's really excited to be up here. This is Kendall. Kendall's eight. Um, and they were going to help me read scripture. And the more I read this scripture, I, I kept hearing these first two verses in their voices. Right? So they're going to help me with that. Kendall's going to read the first, uh, say the first verse, Psalm 121.1. And then, and then Lindley's going to say Psalm 122.2. Do you remember yours? Go for it. 121.2, sorry. She's correcting me up here. I lift my eyes on the mountains. 
questions. Where does my help come from? My help comes from the Lord, the maker of heaven and earth. I hear this passage, these two verses in their voices. And, and I wanted to hear Kendall say that question, where does my help come from? Because I know they're going to keep asking this as they get older in life. They're going to keep asking these questions of who can I trust? What can I trust? What do I put my hope and my faith in? And everything in me wants to grab them both and hug them up and embarrass them and say, me. Me. That's where your help comes from. If you want something, if you need something, if you need help, come to me or your mom. Here's the problem, though. I know, I know that they're going to hit stuff in their lives that I can't handle, that I don't know how to help them with. And as much as I want to be the answer to that, I can be it a little bit at, at sometimes, but I cannot be the answer to that to them, for them. My wife cannot be the answer to that for them. Their grandparents, two of their grandparents are sitting right here. They can't be the answer. This church can't be the answer. They can't be the answer for each other. There has to be a deeper answer than that. And so even though I want to say me, though they do ask their mom more for stuff than me, sometimes that's a good thing, I have to, I have to hug them up, right? Embarrass them. And say, he will not let your foot slip. It's harder than I thought. He who watches over you will not slumber. Indeed, he who watches over Israel will not slumber nor sleep. The Lord watches over you. The Lord is your shade at your right hand. The sun will not harm you by day nor the moon by night. The Lord will keep you from all harm. He will watch over your life. The Lord will watch over your coming and your going, both now and forevermore. Thank y'all. Want to jump down? Love you. (laughs) Can you hand this to Mr. Craig on the way down? That's Psalm 121. It's a blessing for a literal journey. It's a blessing for the journey of life. And I love that there's two voices there. There's a beautiful promise in this passage. There's a word that keeps being used over and over again. It gets translated different ways. Watch, guard, keep. It's the same word over and over again in there. That God will protect us. And that doesn't mean he'll keep you from every little pain or every little thing that that might harm you. But it means he goes alongside you in it. Protects you. And that ultimately, anything you experience cannot stand up to God. Now, I don't always fully understand that. I need a second voice 
When I say, where does my help come from? I need a second voice sometimes to come in and say, he will not let your foot slip. The Lord watches over you. I love that there's two voices there because that reflects the reality of our lives. We can't always understand this, but we have each other. We have people who can stand there next to us and say, affirm what we're saying. Yes, God can be trusted, and here's how I know because I've lived it. And I've trusted him. And I'm called to do that for my daughters as a parent. But we're called to do that for each other no matter what your situation is. We have the opportunity in community to remind each other, to call each other closer to God and deeper trust of him and say, yes, this is true. The Lord watches over you. And I've had so many people be that voice in my life. And that's incredibly important for us to understand. But we play both roles in this psalm. We're not just the person that affirms this. We're also the person asking it. We're the person asking every day... (laughs) Where does my trust lie? Where does my help come from? I've asked some men to pass out some cards. Those guys would start, start passing these out. I got to thinking about this. If, if I'm right, and every day we are, uh, we are asking and answering this question, what would happen if we literally asked and answered this question every morning in the same way that the psalm does? So what we're handing out to you is something very simple. It's just, uh, just a card uh, that, that Shirley baked up. And uh, on one side of this is Psalm 121.1 that asks the question, where does my help come from? And on the back, the answer in verse 2, my help comes from the Lord, the maker of heaven and earth. And and I'm just kind of challenging you. What would happen if every day this week you had this next to your bed, sitting in your coffee cup, on your counter in your bathroom, whatever it is, and you just took a moment to prayerfully, prayerfully ask and answer that question. How would it change the way you moved through the day? How would it change the, the way you spent your time and your resources? I don't know. Let's try it, huh? Try to find out. So that's the, that's the challenge for today. That's the next step to intentionally ask and answer this every day. If you would, please stand up for just a moment as we get ready to sing. And we sing about uh, Jesus. Um, we've been dealing with this psalm that's in the Old Testament, but the truth of the matter is Jesus said something very, very similar in Matthew 6 in his Sermon on the Mount. When he looked around at the people and he said, hey, you spend a lot of your time worried about what you're going to eat, what you're going to wear, how your life's going to be, quit it. Why are you spending one moment on that? When you look at what the maker of heaven and earth has done, when you look at the birds that he's created, the flowers that he's created, he takes care of them. How much more is he going to take care of you? Jesus echoes this psalm, right? Saying the same thing, that your trust can be in him. We've sung songs today that that declare our dependence on God. And that's incredibly important. 
Because every day, we have other things that we can answer this question with. Every day, we have the temptation to say, I can find my help somewhere else. I can put my trust in something else. What Psalm 121 asks us to do is to live into the truth that God is the only source for true and lasting help. If you need anything, if you need a a community of people who can uh, call you into this, remind you that God can be trusted, we want to be that for you. We'll have uh, elders and their wives, shepherds and their wives around the room. And if you want to go pray with them, we invite you uh, to do that as we sing together.